We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Saturday morning stat time. Uh, Lou, what have you got for us from the Arcos data banks today? This is my favorite podcast that we do now. I just I look <laughs> I forward to it all one. week. Yeah, I do. So like surprising. Um, every day, every morning is a stat morning for me, whether it's Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, it yeah. doesn't matter. So They're we're just sharing morning. it with you. It's we're like just, we're yeah. just on the car ride with you. This is You're, what's going through your head. All right, yeah. all right, so go, all right, go ahead and oh. deep dive into Lou's head. <laughs> go ahead and open up your Excel spreadsheets. We're yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, All right. All right. Here's today's Saturday morning stat. A uh, 10 index player is going to average 5.42 shots on a 475 yard par five. Wow. D- demanding home. So that's <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. And, and so, and, and I'll add in a five index player is going to average 5.06 shots. Now, typically we oh. would think of 475 yards as an easy hole. It's going to be an easy birdie hole. I'm going to, I'm going to chew this thing up and, and spit it out. And that's really not the case. So the quote unquote short par fives are, are not easy birdie holes. And I think a lot of players think of them that way. Yeah. Well, Greg, that's a par four for you, isn't it? on pj tour yeah you're going to be playing plenty of them as par fours aren't you yeah absolutely and, and i'll say this i think at 475 if it says par five you've got to think think of it from a designer's standpoint when they give you such a short par five they usually will challenge you in other areas meaning the green will be so have a lot of water around or a lot of challenges around it deep bunkers there'll be some trouble somewhere either off the tee shot or second shot that they will challenge you with um because this is a fairly short yardage for a par five um even for a 10 handicap you know i think it's um pretty not very common um i would imagine but uh yeah for us that's a yeah have at it part that's usually a par five that's been converted to a par four for us because i'm looking at that hole on a golf course on the card before i go out and play and just thinking i'm picking up a shot there come on that's one i've got Mm -hmm. to pick up a shot on as a absolutely scratch golfer or a, a you know a, a never playing pro golfer uh lou what what four seven five yard par five what's going through your head you um, lou, lou the golfer you are now not yeah, the 10 handicapper i'm probably driver and then ripping nine wood and i was gonna say and driver lob wedge driver big, nine wood big lob wedge you've got yeah there you go <laughs> 
Yeah, the big lo- the lob the wood. Air. The lob yeah. wood. Greg would go yeah. lob wood. Yeah. Greg will yeah. drive her lob wood. I do, have a, I do have a trend of going lob wedge as far as possible. You do. Yeah. Everything. Um, you know, for me, I, I am I used to think of these as birdie holes. I have to go out and make a birdie. I have to shoot a low number um on this hole. And anything less than that is uh, you know, I'm leaving shots out there is how I used to think of them, you know, years yeah. ago. But yeah. being exposed to all the numbers and all the data, I think it's one of the big takeaways for me when I see this is you know, the everyday amateur player, you know, five, 10, 15 handicap on these short quote unquote, easy par fives. I think many of us beat ourselves up if we don't, you know, make a birdie. If you're a five handicap and you walk away with a five on that hole, you're, you're, you might be upset and you shouldn't be, you just technically gain strokes on the typical five handicap on that hole. We're going to average over par. So having expectations that are reasonable for your skill level, I think goes a long way to keeping you, you know, mentally there in your round of golf and, and not spiraling out of control by, you know, thinking you should have made a number that's probably not going to be typical. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the 10 handicapper, I mean, they should, they need real expectations the same as the five. So the 10 shooting, playing that whole averaging 5.4 to nearly five and a half shots yeah. on that short bar five. Um, but I would also see that as a number that they would look towards driving down if they wanted to become a five handicapper. I mean, if they don't drive that down, they're going to have to drive some other number down, aren't they? Because their scoring average on the par four is going to have to be way better than if they don't drive that par five one down. So what can what are these 10 handicappers doing getting them in such a pickle on those short par fives what what's where where are they pickling themselves on those holes is it the penalty shots are they in greenside bunkers and stuff like that that's what they're doing isn't it i mean it's a mix of everything right they they do everything a little bit worse so they hit more um in the trees they hit more ob they hit more into penalty situations water they hit more bunkers. They, you know, three putt more. They do everything a little bit worse, which is what drives that score up. They also probably make some bad decisions with what club they should be hitting, and and they're laying back a little bit, which is also something that's extremely important on par fives and even on par fours that you know maybe you hit a poor tee shot and you and you have no chance of reaching you should still typically be trying to hit the ball as far as you can get it down there as close to the green as you possibly can, even when you can't reach. Now, if there's water in play, if there's a a challenging bunker in play, uh, if there's OB in play, um, you know, you need to rethink that, but mathematically advancing the ball as far as you possibly can um, is extremely important. The other thing I will say that I'll add to this, and we've talked about this in the past and Greg has seen this a million times in pro-ams, oftentimes us amateurs are typically not going to be able to go for par fives. We're going to be a long way out and we miss a fair number of fairways. And if you're a, a five or a 10 index and you get off in the rough and it's sitting down, three wood might not be the club of choice in that situation. If you got a four inch rough and you're trying to get a three wood on it, um, that is typically not a good idea. So understanding, you know, what you can effectively get out of the rough uh, for the given situation, I think is a very important skill. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I speak to that just a little bit here? Because what, what I found is if you, if, you, if you unwind it, if you don't manage your expectations, I mean, if you stand on the tee and say, oh, I should birdie this hole, that is the attitude slash belief that leads to those pressing bad decisions when you hit that first one offline. That's mm. what I found. Like yeah. if I yeah. expect, expect to birdie a hole and then I drive it in the rough, I'll make a bad decision because I've got to get it up close on the green because I, I, I said I was going to birdie this hole. Yep. And so that's the thing where if you just manage to say, hey, I need a chance for birdie, right? And, or I need a chance to make par because that's, that's what I'm after here. Yeah. That can then go, well, now if you hit your first, because if you hit your first or your second shot into a position that means you have to then be a little more conservative with the next one so that your third shot is a chance to get on the green, yeah. right? And so often you see people make bad decisions, in, at least in my experience, because they expect that they should be on in two or three and they should be putting for birdie. And they put all this pressure on that and the expectation of that. The reality is now you've hit it out of position you should try and get back into position. So you, then you have the opportunity to third shot where you want. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that's part of it. So how do you, good, yeah, sorry, how do you ahead, approach dude. that Greg, when you're out playing on tour and you get to, you play, you play a lot of courses with where par fives are extremely long, but you occasionally play, play courses that have shorter par fives. What, what's your mindset now? And has that changed over the years? It, it has, it, it basically, um, I, I have, you have to accept the fact that nothing is given to you. Like, for example, there's a par five I played last week. It's a 15th hole. I can reach it with a driver and a three wood. Guess what? On Sunday, I was going along great. In my mind, sure, I, I should birdie this hole. I drove it right up the edge of a lip of a bunker and I had to wedge it out. Now I'm battling make five. Yeah. Right? And so nothing was given to me. I still have to drive it where I want to. I still have to hit the second shot. Where... So the whole discussion about what I should do on this hole in, in inverted commas really is irrelevant. You've got to hit this good shot right now. And that's the tee shot first and then go from there on what you can do. That's how you build towards success versus just standing there saying, I, I should do this just because. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I've really worked hard on trying to adjust that attitude just a little bit because it can get even more frustrating because you, you, your expectations, like you say, Lou, are so are higher, but you haven't hit the shot yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, your expectations pointless. are going to drive your decisions, aren't they? They're Correct. In anything. It's not even golf related. If Correct. you're expecting to drive to work tomorrow in five minutes and it's a hundred mile drive, you're probably going to drive a bit quick, aren't you? Because you're not going to make it. Um, it's interesting as well. I would be, it would, it would be nice to poll 10 index players because I would guess, and I don't want to throw your stat into disarray here, Lou. Oh boy. As in, yeah. <laughs> Making me <laughs> twitch. Yeah. <laughs> as in, I would wonder how many 10 index players think a four, seven, five yard par five is actually easy. My experience from amateurs on par fives is they hate the pressure of having to hit three shots, not in the rubbish. So uh, does that make sense? I, I don't think many of them are going in, going, I think sh I should birdie. So I think most of them are going in, going, I'm rubbish on par fives because the chance of me hitting three shots, don't hit a tree is really low. 
I always so thought of it differently as yeah, an amateur. On. Yeah, I always thought of it. Yeah, you've got I, distance. You've got you. You had distance that massive outweighed distance. your handicap. Massive distance. <laughs> yeah. It outweighs <laughs> your handicap bracket, doesn't it? It outweighs yeah. your. You're hitting the distance of a scratch player when you're off five, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. But but um, and that changes it, the expectation of that hole, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but even when I was down, you know, playing really low single digits yeah. years ago. Um, and even now finishing last year, you know, two and a half, um, I feel more comfortable on par fives because I feel like, um, I have an opportunity to, I get an extra swipe to, to, you know, hit a green, if that makes sense, where yeah. I can get a tee shot offline and I'm going to be able to probably recover in a situation where I'm going to get a mid iron in my hand and still be able to hit a green. Um, I can hit a squirrely second shot and still have an opportunity to hit a green from wherever the ball ends up. Yeah. Um, so I thought of them differently. I always got more, way more nervous on par fours where I have to, I have to hit two good shots to, to be on the green on a par four. And I can, I can, I can get away with one on a par five. Yeah, but that's a typically. two, just, just for, just for argument's sake, two, 2.5 is three, is it? 2.4, 2.4. 2.4, index. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a two and that's a two index, isn't it? It's a 2.4. Yeah. And my course so handicap were, would if change. You were 2. 5, if you were 2.5, if you were 2.5, would that be three <laughs> index or not? Uh, we're, it... we're, we're rounding up apparently. Yes. <laughs> That's not how it works. No, okay. Yeah. There's your um, course handicap. You're making yeah, me nervous here, Mark. Yeah, let's not go that way. <laughs> anyway, it be I would be interested how many ten handicappers do think a 475 yard par five is easy or not, just out of interest. But the other point I was going to make as well for people who play the same course week in, week out, I think of my parents who they've got 475 yard par fives on their course two of them uh one four uh like four nine eight and one about four seven five um if you play the same course day in day out this is where something like arcos and what have you can really help you because you will see how you play those holes and the patterns of the way you play those holes because it won't even just be the length of those holes that's driving that score up it will be because there is a hazard that is is in the position that you hit most of your bad shots on that hole. When I started working with people who play the same course over and over again, I was noticing that well, this like quite tough par four, they they averaged close to par on it, but this really easy par four, which is like thirty yards shorter than the other one, they're averaging like a shot and a half over par on this. Oh, what is going on? And then as I delved deeper into the data, I could see that the par four just totally didn't fit their shape of shot as in if you missed on one side of this hole you couldn't get around the corner basically and they just constantly missed and i just like said to this person what club can you hit that misses on the right i don't care if you hit the first green which was over there on that right side you just can't miss left like you're doing as soon as you do you try and chip out and dooby do gone did, did you teach those players to eliminate one side of the course yeah, I, I taught them to aim at the other side. Like Dustin. I taught them to aim yeah. at the other yeah. side of the course. All right, perfect. I love it. <laughs> don't, don't most, I'd say most club golfers have a hole or a shot that, yeah, that, that just, just kills haunt, them. It haunts them. Yeah. I, I can tell you, even, even in practice rounds for, for us, if you step on a tee and hit one in the soup in the practice round, you immediately get another ball and get that off the radar. Like hit another one and you'll change sides of the tee, shots, anything to make sure 
Yeah, we don't want to see that about again. that in the yeah, tournament. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I think that's a good thing that you can do with stats, even if you're playing that same course over and over again. You'll be finding that it's not just the length of the hole. It'll be just where those hazards are. There might be bunkers left and right that are 220 yards up. The other 10 indexes, some of them are carrying those bunkers and loads of them are short of those bunkers, but you're right in that sweet spot zone and you just can't thread it through there. So you have to change how you play that hole. So I definitely think you can... You, I 100% know if we got a group of 10 handicappers on this pod, we could drive that number down with some sensible clubbing and ideas. No there question. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Saturday morning stat. I like it. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. I look forward to the next stat. one. We're, we I should can't... start doing a Sunday morning stat, <laughs> a Monday morning stat, yeah. and a Tuesday morning stat. Good luck you with guys golf, everybody, this weekend. Come on, Lou. Good luck, everybody. Just enjoy. As soon as I learn how to open an Excel sheet, I'll get on to that. <laughs> <laughs>